Welcome to the Bambushi Happy Hour. I am Peju Bambushi Roethlisberger. Hi, everyone, and I'm Naomi Bambushi. And this is the Bambushi Happy Hour Film and TV Edition. How are you, Mom? What's up? Wonderful, sweetie. Everything is nice and calm and peaceful on my end. What's going on with you? Oh, well, um, I'm having a, a fun weekend. Uh, you know, you know, we got some terrible hail uh, yesterday. That was a, a oh, disaster. I'm glad you survived it. A little damage to your car. You'll be all right. No, yeah, I didn't. No say- fatalities, no injuries. I Everything is say, good. I didn't say we didn't oh, survive. Everything you had good. Katrina, you can't talk about nothing. You have had no tsunami. You haven't okay. had Katrina. Quit whining. Okay. You're fine. Okay, all right. Listen, I'm glad that everybody around me was fine. Everyone was good. good. Okay, good. and everybody has the means to take care of whatever damage was there done. There you go. The there you go. Okay, all right, Ma. Um, so um, let's just tell everybody what we're sipping on. We were supposed to be sipping on um something Asian today. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I didn't have time to pick it up. So uh, we'll be having some Uncle Nearest whiskey. Uh, and my, let's do, um, in all seriousness, let's do an RIP to Jim, Jim Brown. Okay, let's raise our glasses to long life and prosperity. And RIP to our uh, crossed over brother, Jim Brown. He had a long, long and very uh, artful life. And um, R.I.P. to Jim Brown, and here's to health, wealth, and happiness. Salud. Salud. Okay. All right, Ma. Um, so let's get into the first movie of the week. We have two movies. This week, the first one is White Men Can't Jump, and it's starring Cinqua Walls and uh, Jack Harlow. Everyone knows Jack Harlow, the hip-hop artist. Uh, and some a couple supporting roles, uh, some Tiana Taylor, uh, Laura Herrera, and Vince Staples, and of course, um, you know, the late, great Lance Reddick. And this was written by uh, Kenya Bears. So Ma, um, what are your thoughts on White Men? Oh, obviously this is supposed to be the remake of the movie that was, I think, 30 years ago. Oh yeah. Starring Wesley Snipes and of course Woody Harrelson. Um, And this one has a more modern day take to it. But I'm just going to say right off the bat, this whole thing about White Men Can Jump, like, you know, that is just kind of old and outdated. We know we have some of the- some some really really excellent white ball players. Not, uh, not only that, but listen. There was a time when the whole league was white because it was segregated. Okay. Well, I mean, there was a time when the whole league. Listen, there was a time when the whole league was Jewish, mm-hmm. and we don't even think of Jewish people as being athletic today. Mm-hmm. There was a time when the whole league was Jewish. But how about? Okay. Well, my, my, so, how about when they mean can't jump? Maybe they mean to have hops. Maybe they mean that they can't. Yeah. Jump. Well, it doesn't even but, matter what they mean because all that's and, part of it. And you and you see the the latest slam dunk champion is white. Remember that? And he was from like the G League. 
He just oh, won. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, yeah. with those games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, and then, tell me what you thought about it. I think everybody is sort of really past that. I think the whole thing is just sort of tongue in cheek. I think it's all sort of just a big joke. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's a dated joke, but it's a joke. You know, so that's what I think. Uh, you know, it was okay. You know, I, I won't go through the whole thing because we kind of know what it is. Uh, I love the lead character, the the African American lead character. I forget Cinqua. his name. Yeah, uh, Cinqua, Is that how you pronounce it? I, I, yeah, I, probably I, not. I, but he, he is. He's really good. He played um Don Cornelius, uh, in American Soul and Fifty uh, Cent Son. And well, that was a short, you know, very short part. That was, and, and he's part. way too old to play. Yeah, I'll just say that. he he was very impressive as Don Cornelison, Cornelison, Don Cornelius, Don Cornelius. I'm sorry, guys, Don Cornelius. Yeah. Oh, he was really good. Oh, he was smoking in that part. He he was really Mom, good. We're talking uh, about anyway, white. You can't jump. Anyway, uh, I, well, I just want to say I'm a fan of his. That's all. I just want to say I'm a fan of his. White men can't jump. Was it was okay. You know, it was it was just as far as I'm concerned, it was just okay. What did you uh, think of Jack Harlow? And he was okay. Okay. He 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 was just okay. I mean, I didn't think it was. Uh, I thought it was very different than the original. The original was so old. I don't remember all you know the the different parts about the original. But I remember the original was kind of funnier. I think than this one was. This one wasn't necessarily so funny. Uh, you know, because they had, you know, real issues and real histories and and family problems involved. I think this one was a little uh, more heavy going than the original, because I remember the original being much more lighthearted, mm-hmm. you know, and these these guys had real, you know, family issues, in particular, Sinqua. You know, he had yeah. the, you know, the, the dad. And I'm sure I'm know. not pronouncing the name correctly. So Yeah, me. well, the lead character, you know. And yeah. so uh, was it worth the seeing that? Was it well, yeah, uh, co lead, okay, like that co star. Uh, you know, it it was interesting enough to watch, okay. I would say it was worth a a watch, but I would say I would give it a low premium, I would give it uh, between 6.5 and a seven. Well, that's not a low premium, okay. Well, let's argue about that. Well, what I meant was that I would give it between a 6.5 and a seven, okay. Um, I, yeah, it was okay. It wasn't um, as bad as, you know, a lot of people thought it would be. Um, I thought that they were both likable. Um, I don't know if it's Cinqua, you know, I think his character, um, I think he is a, a very talented actor. I think Jack, this is his first role. And I think he didn't do bad with it. Um, I think that with, a, you know, a few more films under his belt and, you know, maybe a little uh, acting coach, I think that, you know, he could he could do well. Um, I thought it was odd. Maybe in the first one it was too, but he had like knee problems and everything. And he was so much b- more broken down than the guy who was obviously way older than him. Uh, as we know, Jack Harlow was only they, 25. I don't, know, I don't know what they were trying to project in, in this movie because, you know, yeah. it's as if they were supposed to be peers in terms of age. And, in they, the, were, and they clearly and they, not. And they don't even appear to be peers. So Right, I, right. Know, Cinco I, is I, almost 40 yeah. and Jack Harlow yeah. is 25. So we'll yeah. just leave that alone. Well, um, 
but whatever who knows what we're supposed to think um but you know it was so it was okay the the female leads the female actresses supporting roles in there are laura and tiana i like i like sinqua's wife yeah that's tiana. Like her. she tiana was good Taylor. Yeah. yeah yeah she was good I like her her role. I like the way she played it. She was really good. She was on the money, super yeah. supportive, very understanding, and never giving up on her husband. And well, it, you know, it's good. Well, my, you know, she is married to a former basketball player, Iman yeah. Shumpert, and they yeah. have and they have two children. So yeah. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't much that much of a, of a stretch, right? Well, I don't right. Think he was ever quite that broke since they were together. But anyway, <laughs> no. Well, that's true. I don't think he was going around driving a UBS truck or whatever it was. That's so, true. You know, yeah. I don't yeah. think she had that experience. That yeah. is true. Yeah. So um I'm gonna give it a premium as well. Um, I'm gonna give it a six premium. Um, you know, I think it's worth a watch, uh, but it's definitely nowhere near up to the original. And I don't know why they feel the need to remake these these films that are, you know, really, really good, really iconic and cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna give it a, a six premium. Okay. All right. Um. So let's move on to the second movie. Um. Which is the mother, starring uh Miss J Lo, well Mrs J Lo, uh and Omari Hardwick and uh, Joseph Fiennes and J Lo plays an assassin who um is kind of forced into hiding, but once her biological daughter's life is at risk, she comes out of hiding and um she obviously has to protect her daughter. Um, there is a couple of little uh, small roles, Edie Falco and Gail Garcia Bernal. Um, and, you know, Edie Falco was, was just always so excellent. I don't like that she was barely in this film. That just seemed odd, don't you think? She, she barely even knew she was in there. Um, and Gail was also really good as well. We, we saw like a little clip of him and they didn't really, have, Joseph Fiennes, I guess, was a little bit more in it, but not as much. Um, what are your thoughts on the mother mind before I get my thoughts? Um, you know, that's another one I thought was very mediocre. Uh, you know, you know, very predictable, lots of, you know, a rock'em sock'em fight scenes and, you know, uh, J-Lo always ending up on top, no matter what, who the opponent was and, you know, sort of outsmarting everybody and, yeah, you know, I, I, thought, I thought it was okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it offered anything new or different. And, um, you know, uh, that's it. I mean, J-Lo is always the hero of her movies, you know? And so that's just it. I really haven't seen any movie where she wasn't the hero. Yeah. Or the, let's say heroine, mm -hmm. okay? I, I have not seen, a, you know, one of her... Movies, whatever it is, you know, she's always coming out on top. So it was highly predictable and not that much different. The the young the young lady who played her daughter was good. Mm -hmm. But she, you know, had a good part in it. And uh eh, you know, I thought it was I thought it was mediocre. Yeah, it, um, I'm gonna really agree with you completely on this. Um J Lo was fine. It was it was J Lo, like you it was very it's J-Lo has to really go really, really deep in order for uh, us to disassociate her with being J-Lo. Um, I know in, in The Hustlers, you know, was a little bit different, but J-Lo also has a very sexy um, image. So her playing a, you know, stripper, but we'll we'll go, I don't mean to talk about that. I'm just saying as far as J-Lo's versatility. Right. Um, right. So for this, um, Omari Hardwick, 
I don't think that he was used um, in uh, the best way. I think he could have, we could have seen more from him. Um, I don't like that. Um, I would have liked to, maybe this is a cliche. I would have liked to see some type of romance in, in, in the film a little bit. We didn't see any of that. I mean, I guess, you know, J-Lo, we don't know who the father, we never realized. Who yeah, the that was, was not that. even of, of concern, the father. Right. Um, it, it was just okay. It wasn't the worst film that I've seen, but it was nowhere near up to, I highly recommend. Um, I'm going to go with the low premium. I'm going to go with the five. It wasn't quite a hooch okay. based right. on some of the things that we've seen, right. but a, a five for me. What, what yeah, you, I'm, you know, well, I will give it, I will give it a six because of the daughter, the young girl. She might be, to me, she looks like she's, you know, going to be, you know, has potential, as they say. It seems like to me, I thought she played a very good role, you know, I, she and I thought she played it well. But as far as J-Lo, at this stage of the game, I'm, I want to see a stretch. I want to see her play, uh, you know, a school mom or, you know, like Rachel, Rachel. I don't know if you, you probably don't know about that one, but that Joanne would play that where she was what they would call back in the day, a school mom or a spinster, you know I mean? I'd like to see her, but I think some, some kind of stretch, something totally unlike her. Yeah. Yeah. Where she's not either the, the, the heroine because she's going to be on kicking everybody's behind or she's, you know, having the, these these the uh, fairy tale romances or sex know? symbol, yeah, uh, yeah, or, yeah. Or, or highly sexualized. I'd like to see a, a, a range, mm -hmm. you know. I'd like to see just a stretch, you know, and, and maybe her real life is more like her movies than most people's. But I'd like to see a stretch, a stretch for her. I'd mm -hmm. like to see her get go, you know, if she has a, a greater range. I'd like to see her do that. Mm -hmm. You know, if she, you know, has more depth to her ability and her skill set, I'd like to see her do that. To me, she's always playing between one or two characters. You know, she never goes beyond that. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then this was like more of the same, you know. And, and she's at a stage of her life where she should be stretching herself. Right, right, you know? right. That's you know, exactly, some, some people exactly always correct. stretch themselves, but yeah, no matter what, at her right. stage, yeah. There you go, there you go. So, okay. Like I said, for me, it's a six. It's you know, and I and I gave it a five. Um. Well, okay. Pre premium six. You know. Um. Okay. So let's move on to some TV shows, Mom. We're gonna um talk about a few shows. Um. First, we're gonna start off with Secession because we know that this is the final season, um, of Secession, and we're winding down. This was episode eight, and um, you know. Oh my gosh, this reminded this what gave more me is there to say about succession. How well, much more is there to say? Well, can I say that this this episode gave me an election anxiety? Um, I think with the character Minkin, who um I guess is really the victor, reminded us of a young uh Trump, um, you know, a little bit a younger a Trump. younger, a younger Trump. Right, um right. you know, a little bit more tack with his speech, but not that far off not much not right. much um and then we just kind of saw a lot of stuff we saw the election quote-unquote fraud um you know a roman blaming antifa for uh what is it a, a fire in uh, milwaukee and votes being lost all, all these things just kind of was a hit close to home for us you know in a world where everything up in a country where everything is so divisive um, and so it was art imitating life. 
correct and yeah. Trump yeah. running back for and coming back for re-election just all this is very scary um the main characters, Kendall, Roman, and Shiv, you know, we saw like the range. We saw Shiv, who um is against all of the Trump rhetoric and, you know, just kind of like racist bull crap. And, and I'm happy and about that. I like that right. about Shiv. I like that she's pushing back. I like that she is not happy with that. Mm -hmm. But she also could have stopped things, Ma. Had she not gotten, had she actually gotten on the phone with Nate to talk to him and try to, you know, see what was going on with but Shiv, the candidate? But this, well, that's the thing with Shiv all along. Shiv has never had enough backbone mm -hmm. to take a stand, you know, to take a strong stand. She'll give it a little bit of lip service and then that's kind of it. I didn't look at it you know? that way. I looked at it that as self-preservation, as her uh, thinking about herself and being selfish. That's what I thought. I didn't think well, that she was just well. She's both. Well, but well, well is both. That's okay. it. That well, that's what it it always is. The CYA, you yeah. know, it it always is that, you know, and and it's both things. It's both because if she was really brave and courageous, she wouldn't worry about that because she would know she's covered either way. She would have confidence that she's got. You, you follow me? Mm -hmm. She's got confidence no matter how it falls. She's going to be good. She's mm -hmm. going to be, but she's not does not have that confidence at all. I don't see that in Shiv at all. Mm -hmm. um, and I see her as taking the easy way out. Mm -hmm. Whatever is the path of least resistance for Shiv. Mm -hmm. That's what I see her doing. And then, and that's not good. But I am glad that she's motivated by having different politics, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and that may push her into something. So we'll see. You know, we'll it, see. It may. It's only, it's only two more. It's only two more episodes. So we'll we'll see. Um, yeah. Because like, because like Kendall, Kendall. Oh, he acts like he's for the people and wants a better, safer world for his daughter and da da da. Who is you know of color. Um, he's just too fickle. He's just too uh, always uh, uncertain. Just like oh, I don't know, and he can't. He's always scared to make a decision, and that has been his downfall. That's his but then, greatest but downfall. Then guess, but then guess who will go scorched earth and make a decision? Who my Roman? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's a lost know? cause to me. Roman. Yeah. Roman is 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 gone to me. Don't you think? Roman is like a subhuman. Yeah. Okay. Roman is not connected to anything mm -hmm. except easy street for himself. Mm -hmm. You know, other than that, he's not connected to anything in terms of human emotion, in terms of having any kind of social conscience, in terms of loving anyone. Roman doesn't seem to be connected to anything, anyone. No, and, I don't know what. And and that to me, that's like the scariest thing. Um, because he has Absolutely. all his money. And you know he, he doesn't he doesn't care. There's nobody that he fears or is concerned about whether or not he hurts them. He's like, oh, they'll they'll be okay. They'll, right. they'll be all right. That is exactly correct. And wow. so let's hope that Roman doesn't end up with the reins. Roman, it, it, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of a human being. I'm thinking once again of art imitating life, and I'm thinking mm -hmm. of Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Just it, and I don't even know if he's connected that much because Elon Musk has skatey eight kids. I don't think uh Roman has any. He doesn't have any ball. Well, we don't even see Roman with uh a partner. With anything. With any, Roman, Roman, can't, Roman can't even have uh sex calls with Jerry anymore. Yeah, sex, right. You know, whatever he was doing. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he doesn't even Jerry doesn't want to even hear from him anymore. Right. You know? 
Well, she never wanted to hear from him in the first place. You know, right. she was basically just being protective of him. Right. Out there doing all kind of silliness, you know. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. To me, Roman is the most dangerous out of all of them. Roman is the most dangerous because he's has no attachment at all. Huh. You know. So yeah. so that's scary. But I, okay. Oh, oh, go ahead, man. A couple things. I, I agree. Um, I was gonna say a couple things we didn't touch on. Um, Madsen, I wish that we had seen more of him in this episode. He was in it. But um, I, I think that um, Alexander Skarsgård, he really has done a really great job with this role. Um, and so I wish, you know, maybe we'll see, um, you know, some more of him in the next. I know we'll see some more of him in the next two episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, Tom and Gray. He's another one. He'll be all right. However, it goes down. He'll Whatever's be- going on with his bogus numbers from uh, his uh, 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 India. In India. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tom. So he'll be OK. Tom, Tom, Greg and Connor. Connor is just a, you know, he had a, it was a lot of comic relief with him on this. Yeah, episode. well, I hope Connor right. finds a soft place to fall because Connor is kind of, mm, I, I think I, I'm on the wrong, on the wrong side of his politics. So either he's on the wrong side of my politics, but I think overall Connor will do no harm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Connor is kind of harmless. The rest of them, mm-mm. the and rest then- of them, they'll stab you in the back for a dollar. And then Tom and Greg, I just, they, they always just I'm make me so uncomfortable. They're just always, you know, like the way Tom yeah. talks to Greg, the way Greg handles things. And, 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 oh. and why on earth would Greg, who is a blood relative, be taking crap from Tom? In real life, he would be more arrogant. He would. And even if he didn't have good sense. He would just have sense enough to know that's my uncle, that's my cousin. You somebody that she can divorce and and will be, might because she just doesn't even like you. Y'all don't even get along, you know. Yeah. So in, in real life, no way. And then don't forget James Farmer. Don't forget his grandfather, James Farmer. Remember him from the earlier episodes? Yeah, I don't think it's James Farmer, but what's his name? But go ahead. You know, just mind go ahead with the story. Okay. I, I don't but think anyhow, remember, remember he has the powerful relative was was uh Logan's brother. Yes, yes, ma. I know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, anyhow, wh- whatever is the relationship. James Cromwell. James Cromwell. Okay. Yeah. And and he was a farmer with baby. With pig, a baby. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's where I got farmer from. But anyhow, yeah. okay, so listen. He is, uh, Cousin Craig is well attached to the mm-hmm. family. He yeah. would not be taking that crap off Tom in, in the real world. It would take him five minutes before, you know, before somebody would say to him, what's up, what's wrong with you? They wouldn't even allow him. They might kick him around, you know, those other three. You know, they might kick him around, but they wouldn't let Tom treat him like that. They would not. They no. would not, you know, no. That to me, that's not even credible. To me, I, I never went for that. Well, yeah, I'm I'm in total uh, agreement on that. And and then you know, the last thing that we need to move on. Um, obviously, Shiv, you know, it, the well, two reveals her that she's pregnant. She told Tom, and he doesn't even believe her or care. I don't know. Um, Which and, and then um, Roman realizing that Shiv has been working behind the scenes with Matson. Um, that whole scene was ridiculous because Shiv. Well, I don't know about realized, but he was told. Well, right. he was told. Well, yeah, he started yeah. putting two and two together when right. she made a fake phone call. Right. You know, right. and so that, yeah. but that that was just real. See, at that point, that's when Shiv could have done the right thing, quote unquote, for the country, and she chose not to. So that's why I look at that. All of them, I look at them yeah. sideways. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, um, you're right. Shiv, Shiv, Shiv was, you know, she's not about taking a whole lot of strong positions. We know that. No. Okay. okay so let's see what happens with the next two episodes. We have two, we have two more episodes we and we'll more. see how it goes. Okay. Okay. Um. So I don't even know what number this is. My, I forgot to check. Is this episode eight or nine with Ghost Power Book 2? Oh, I don't keep up with the numbers, numbers. like that. I okay. just watch I like it. To, I like to keep up with the numbers so I know if it's the season finale. Um, I don't think it's the finale. Yeah, I think they have at least one more, at least. Yeah. Um, so this one, I thought this was probably their best episode of the season. Uh, I there was a lot that went into this episode, Ma. Um, between like Effie, well, she Effie was locked up in a previous episode, right? But, and, and we know um the fallout from Davis's uh, brother's suicide and the death of Sax, dealing with that. Um. And just the DA's office, they're just not very likable. I don't really have a lot of sympathy for them, even though um, everybody else is terrible, like Tariq and Monet and all of them. They're just, you know, terrible. Um, but the DA, they just seem so foolish or unlikable, too. I, what I don't made know. this the best, in your opinion, what made this the best episode? Oh, what about Tom, it made it so I like good? that we had a couple of good surprises. We had Tommy and we had Tasha. Um, and just, um, okay. you know, Sax was wreaking havoc from, from the grave with some oh, of his, yeah. his letters and putting things oh, into yeah. play to try and get Tariq, um, you know, in trouble. And Tariq was yeah. a friend and Tariq got well, beat he up. Says it, he says it all has to do with Tariq. Yeah, and Tariq got beat up by Kane. I love that. That part was fun. And that I actually so have funny. started to like Kane, believe it or not. Well, well, well Kane has become more likable. Yeah. And you uh, know, and everybody else has become more unlikable. But uh -huh. I don't I didn't like what Effie said to Kane. That wasn't right. You know, well, when he went in and pretended to be her lawyer. Yeah. He was he he seems to like Effie, and Effie just gives him a behind the kiss. Well, well, you know what? I, I'm thinking at this point, Effie is just gonna try to cover herself. Mm -hmm. I think Effie is just running scared and she wants to just try to cover Effie. You know, my feeling is that Effie, she, yeah, she's going to totally play ball with the feds slash prosecution and so forth. Because, you know, she says she already has somebody. She doesn't have money. We already established she doesn't have money. So who's going to pay for a lawyer to fight for her? You're going to tell me she's getting a, a, a public defender? And and you know that's playing ball because the public defender is just going to resolve it, you know, which we all know that from years of watching these programs and years of experience in real life, you know, and this is what happened. So I'm not sure where she's going with that, except that, you know, Kane is, you know, he's looking at her and talking to her, seeing her expressions and her attitude. And he's figuring, well, Effie's going for Effie, meaning Effie is going to spill her guts about him and his family. Mm -hmm. and, and 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 that's where that's what it looks like at this mm -hmm. juncture that's what it looks like she's just gonna play ball and save herself because she's not accepting legal help from davis which is them you know which is the, the hotters you know right mm -hmm. so you know uh, you know i mean that's what it looks like at this juncture maybe and i'm wrong maybe you know the writers are throwing something different who knows and and forgive me because I can't remember the name of the family, but Evelyn, um, you yeah, know, Evelyn Bellas, yeah, yeah. Oh, they they didn't have to die. That was just that was ridiculous. Like all of these murders and everything, the Monet and all of them, they're gonna have to pay for that because it was just no no. I mean, I understand in in their sense, well, oh, we have to get rid of everybody. You can't get rid of everybody. It's just not that simple. 
you know, at some point somebody's going to get rid of you. There you um, go. And then, and then Brandon, uh, Braden, you know, he didn't want to, um, he didn't want to kill his uncle, but his uncle was pretty much telling him, not pretty much told him, I don't have anybody's back, but my own, you're all in, in jeopardy, you know, well, see, Lucas, you know, uncle Lucas made himself very unlikable. He made himself easy to kill because yeah. he was talking smack and what he was going to do. And he's holding all the cards and he was. Just dogging out everybody and making all type of terrible racist stuff. Oh, forget it, you know. Mm -hmm. And he was carrying on. And, you know, and Braden was already thinking about it. And Braden decided, well, I don't have much to lose by, you know, pushing Uncle Lucas. Uh, Uncle Lucas is a nasty guy. Yeah. Uncle Lucas is a thief and he has no remorse. He just has a nasty attitude about everything. It wasn't that difficult. And, you know, maybe Uncle Lucas... You know, getting rid of Uncle Lu Lucas is going to help Braden. So Braden thought about it for a minute and boom, Uncle Lucas went over that terrace. Right? Yeah. So, you know, so be it. So that's the way it went. I mean, within the context of the sh of the show, mm -hmm. it made sense. Yeah. You know, in the context of this year's particular storyline, it made very good sense. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll, yeah. Get, yeah. they'll get over it because Uncle's nasty. Yeah. D there you go. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's a lot going on. It was nice to stuff. see Tasha. Yeah. A happy surprise to see Tommy. And mm -hmm. I too felt like the whole family, that whole family, uh, you know, of uh, uh Evelyn's, that whole family, no, there was no reason for all that. And Evelyn wasn't that nasty because yeah. she could have she could have retaliated a long time ago because she knew they killed Frank. Right. She knew she knew that Lorenzo had he, killed Frank. Killed Frank, right? Yeah, you know, she knew that. So but she didn't want her. She didn't want her son. And then and then Monet caused it to escalate from that. Right. Because Monet went and told her sons. Right. And, and, you know, and then because she wanted uh Lorenzo dead, you know, and she it just you know, Monet boy, oh man. Oh man, Monet, you got a lot to pay for. You need multiple lives to pay for all the people you've killed. Okay. All right. Um, so let's so let's move it's on. Smoking. Um, it's smoking hot. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I thought that was the best episode of the, the season. Um, so two more shows my, I wanted to get into. Um, I know we have many more, but um, Ted Lasso. Uh, and this was episode 10 of a 12 episode season. Now, my, I don't know if you've been hearing this. Uh, was this International Break was the name of the episode. But there's rumors that this is the final season. However, no it's one, had, yeah, no one has said it's the final season exactly. You know, not the production. But okay. before the series actually started, or right in the beginning, they said they saw this as a three season arc. Like this is what uh, Jason Sudeikis has said, and this is what uh, Roy Kent, Brett Goldstein has said. Um, however you know um someone brought this up to be like you know when the show was making a lot of money and it's become a huge success sometimes that three season arc turns into six uh so who knows um because right. no one has said anything but um what i wanted to say was um i thought this was a good episode you know I, I, it felt like you know every it was it felt very cathartic um nate you know he quit west helm and uh he went home to his parents and was you know having a little the breakdown or whatever he was going through um and of course keely uh the, the what's her name jack decided that she was going to pull the funding um from her pr business 
And um, so that was, you know, a lot for her to deal with. And then Rebecca, um, Rebecca is invited by Rupert to attend um, some type of meeting for, I guess, all of the owners in order a way for them to get more money from from people for bullcrap. I don't. I never really fully understood the model of of what uh, Akifu, uh, character Nigerian billionaire, what he was supposed to offer them. But except he was just taking advantage of people who had money and getting some more money from them. That's all that I got from right. it. Um, money making opportunity. Right. Another soccer league. Right. 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 Yeah. Um. But I thought that was cool. And then like on the side, um, Danny, my you know Danny's character. Um, I didn't like how Danny is always like really friendly and really sweet, how he got so angry and so um, violent towards his teammate Van Dam. I didn't think that was funny. That to me was foolish. Um, I didn't I, get it. I didn't get an explanation for it. Right. It, it just I, I don't know. I was really confused about that. Um, well, they I, didn't explain it. No, it was silly. Um, I did like Uncle Day. I did like Roy being celebrated by his little niece, Phoebe. Uh, oh, yeah. Him. That was sweet. And Jamie and came over. And inviting and, his best friend. Yep. Yep. And so that was cute. Um, but I don't know. My, what, what, what are your thoughts on, on this episode? Well, well I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was funny. Uh, and I thought, what is his name? And Kufu and Kufi, and, yeah, a, a and, Kufi, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah a Kufi. I thought his character was really funny and good and nasty mm -hmm. and very nasty and very arrogant. I thought it was funny when he didn't get what he wanted and everybody ended up with food all over themselves. And and I like it how he's so arrogant; he just takes over everything. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I mean, to me, he's funny. You know, because he's in and he's out and he hasn't really had a negative or devastating impact on anybody's life, you know, yet. Like mm -hmm. the way some people like him might really do, mm -hmm. you know, um, he has not had that. You Although know? he kept uh, Sam from competing. in. The oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot. You're right. He paid $20 million to keep yeah. Sam uh, from competing the, uh, for his nation, for his country, or something like that. Yeah, yeah he did. So, well, he has a vendetta going against Sam, mm -hmm. you know. So that's the way it is. And Sam didn't come with him, you know, mm -hmm. and and play soccer for him. So he's got it, it in for Sam, you know, in or out for Sam. Either way you want to look at it, you know. Um, yeah, he's he's that part is a lot. He's a lot right there, and the way he interfered with Sam's restaurant and and all that. So yeah, he he is he is carrying out a vendetta against Sam. Um, let me see. Uh, I think it I think it was good. I think it was a good episode. I do like it that uh, Keely seems to be confused and silly. She seems just to be real silly more so than anything. You know, I guess she has some skills and talent somewhere, but to me, she comes across very silly. Uh, I'm. Glad that uh, her and Roy had a little reunion. I don't know if it's going to be a long-term reconciliation or permanent reconciliation or what, but it it was pleasant, you know, mm -hmm. that they had spent that time together. So we'll see where that goes because I'm not understanding where the school teacher comes in who has a bit of a crush on Roy. Yeah. I, or, or I if she comes in anywhere at all. Yeah, I don't think that she'll be what, a big part of, of it. Well, what is the point of her, her character? except that the way they used it in this episode was just that it made Roy think about, you know, how he had treated Keely. Yeah. The day he spent the afternoon helping the teacher. Right. That's, all I, that's all I saw. I didn't see any connect between him and the teacher. 
Right. You know, so I, I don't know where they're going with that. Um, I can see how we could go on for a bit longer. I could I could see that how easily, you know, you can write a you know a number of episodes for it to go on a bit longer. Uh and Nate, Ted himself, Ted needs help. They uh, haven't focused much Ted, on him at all. Ted this is the one character they really didn't address this whole episode mm-hmm. and not very much this season as to say he only to say he, even though he has a, some sort of sexual relationship with the with a woman, he doesn't seem to have any any emotional tie with anyone except his ex-wife. Right. You know, he seems to still care about her. So I don't know. I don't know if this is, you know, an indication, some foreshadowing for a reconcili- reconciliation between him and the wife, or is this just showing us that he's you know, this is a process of him getting over the wife, you know? Uh, I don't know which way that's going to go. But I don't see him, because they've neglected his character to a great extent, we don't know if he's trying to build a relationship while getting over one or if he's trying to, you know, get back with the wife. We don't know. So we'll see. I can see a lot more being done. You mentioned about Nate. Go ahead. I know you wanted to touch on that a little bit. Uh, just, just a minute. Just, just to say that uh, I'm glad they want to turn Nate into something else because he had become like despicable. He had become just a nasty person. So I'm glad that they want to work on um, turning it into something else. And I think they need to work on gradually changing Nate's hair color. Yes, I'll leave that alone, but I agree with you. Because he, he looked as old as his father. He, and, he, and yeah. Was, you know, that yeah. was an Yeah, I mean, yeah. some people can pull that off and that's like a rock star, but that mm-hmm. look that he has there is not... Mm-mm-mm. He needs, he needs other, he needs help, you know. It's not like he's, you know, he's, you know, a, he's not, doesn't have a great physique, doesn't have a good looking face. Uh, I mean the the physical character. I mean he's alright. I know I know what you mean. Anything, he, but I'm he's saying he he's older than he is. Yeah, to be he, he presents character. much older than he's supposed to be. So right. they need to they need to just gradually, you know, put um some other color besides a platinum uh gray or whatever it is in his hair. Yeah, they need to change it. Okay, um, so we'll see. Um, we have a couple more episodes of the season of Ted Lasso, so we'll see where they where they end up. Oh, oh, finally, I forgot to mention Rebecca and her getting over Rupert. Uh, finally moving on. Oh, that was so wonderful. I, I love that. I think she sees that Rupert actually really did have some real true feelings for her, but Rupert is just messed up. Rupert is just and, that dog. And, you know? know, well, the main thing is that she understood. That she now, you know, doesn't have to do things just because she she wants to spite her mm-hmm. ex husband. You right. know, she needs she needs to take that energy and use it toward pursuing the things that she wants, and and that's good, and not be motivated by the need to hurt the husband who hurt her. You know, so yes. that's good. I, you know, I like to see it when wives are not into that whole bitter "let me get back at him" thing. You know, because yeah. that's. Just getting, that's just letting somebody get over on you further. Somebody who's already mistreated you and then you spending putting more good time after bad, you know? So no. She had a she had a nice time. She had a good life with Rupert. She got that team because of Rupert. You know, he didn't bring all bad things into her life. So she needs to just let it go. Okay. Right. All right. Um and he was a married man when she started going with him. Cor- correct. You know, That's so whole I mean, story. According, according to her own, you know, self-report, right? So, yeah. you know, 
Um, good, but yeah, but good point. I, I'm, I, I agree with you, Pay. I'm glad to see she's over that. You know. Okay. Um, and the last show of the week, my besides the reality show, did you? I'm just asking you now on air. Did you get a chance to see the finale of Big Door Prize? If you did not, uh, yes, I did. Okay. Yes, I did, and I enjoyed Big Door Prize. Yes, I you did. enjoyed. Okay, so that's you, you know, Big Door Prize. but to me, Big Door Prize is just real different. Okay, so would you give it? You know, you, overall, what did you rate you know. it for the season? And since you actually finished it, uh, you know what? You know what? I tell you, I liked it. Big Door Prize. I, I'm giving Big Door Prize an eight. Uh, premium, low premium. I, I mean, I'm not I, not low premium, low top shelf. I'm giving the uh, Big Door Prize a low top shelf. I really liked it a lot. I thought it was very different. You know, I thought it would. It had some elements of softness to it. It had some elements of reality. Uh, it had some, you know, it had a lot. It had a lot going. I think they good, did good character development. They delved into, you know, most of the characters on more than a superficial level. Uh, I, I thought it was good. I, I thought they had some nice twists and turns in it. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was funny and cutesy. I thought it was a little bit uh, Alfred Hitchcock-ish without being a really horror or scary story. You know, uh, I, I thought it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Okay. I liked the characters and, and, you know, and all that they brought. And, and you know, you could kind of relate to the characters on some level in the sense that you understood the characters would be doing some self-reflection about where they were in life. I think it brought out some truths that people had hidden. You know, I think it caused them to look at where they were in life and consider, is this where they want to be, where they should be, how comfortable they are? Mm -hmm. Are they really doing, leading their best life? I I, I, I like it. I I, I like uh, Big Door Prize. I didn't think I would, but it wasn't quite as silly as I thought it was going to be. Okay. Um, I, uh, okay. Um, I probably didn't like it quite as much as you did. Um, I thought it was different and unusual. It just had like a, a melancholy feel to me all the way through. And um, I don't know uh, if, if I wanted to, to see that. Like, I, I don't know. I kind of want to see things that just kind of make me feel good, make me feel happy and uplifting. And a lot of these people were very um, confused and second guessed many of their life choices. And um, I guess from an artistic point of view, it was very well done and very different. But I guess from the emotional part, for me, um, it was difficult for me to watch certain characters, like the lead characters, um, like Gabrielle Dennis, who plays um, Cass as a Dusty and Cassma. I've never liked her characters and everything that I've seen her in. And I think she's a decent actress, but I've never just like, you know, sided with her character, felt for her character. She just always seemed very unlikable, whether she was in the game, whether she was in Roseland, whether she was on, you know, obviously I'm here. It's just, you know, and I don't feel that her and her husband have good chemistry and maybe that's by design. You that's know, funny because, yeah. you know, to me, it isn't sad at all. Okay, I, I thought that it things, was a... Couple of sad things have happened, you know, like the yeah. death of a young guy or something like that, but I didn't think it was sad at all. The death of a young guy, the, the priest's uh, wife uh, passed away, uh, you know, 
and he was he seemed very sad to me. Um, Izzy, uh, Cass's mom, she just seemed to be living in an era going by. She was very unhappy it, to me. It seemed like with her life, she either she wanted to dance. She uh, the love of her life has moved on with someone else. Um, you know, Cass seemed dissatisfied. She is, she is the mayor of the town. And she is happy with her little shop and she does have power. But she talks nasty to her daughter. Well, I don't um, think you that, know, well, she, you know, not, I, well, I don't think that oh, her and the daughter have a rapport. No, you they know. don't. Yeah. They don't. I don't know, Ma. I just, I just felt, yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't think it was as sad as you. I, I think it was the, about self-reflection and I think it's going to come full circle. You know, I think it's going through the, you know, going through that phase. And I think it's going to come full circle. Not some, enough clarity I think to me. Some, I think some are going to end up saying that they're very happy where they are and some are not. Not enough clarity with, to me about everybody's well, situation and what the whole Morpho machine was. And in, and in that's, that the, that's the Alfred Hitchcock part. That's okay. the mystery. That's the woo part. And, and that's why I like it. Okay. It'll, it'll all be revealed. I'm, it'll I'm, all be revealed. I'm gonna give it a premium six and a half. Um, okay. Okay. That's just kind of you know. I just okay. No, but I feel you. That, that's all good. All good. All good in the hood. But you you gave it a a, a low top. I shot. gave it an eight. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I like it. I like to see what's gonna happen in it. I'll watch it next season. Yeah, I'll okay. see. You know, but if it if, if it does something that I don't like, then it's gonna lose a, a viewer. Yeah, but I, I, I definitely will watch it again next season. Okay. Okay. Um. So my let's get into a little bit of um pop culture. Um. You know, not anything too crazy, but just you don't want to do Married at First Sight. Or we are. We are gonna do Married at First Sight. Okay. Yeah. We do. We say that for last. Okay. Um, okay. Um, so my Nick Cannon, and I'm gonna stop talking about him because it keeps popping up on my phone, but this is mainly um based on one of his baby mamas, Brie uh TSE, who is on uh the new season of Selling Sunset. She said something that unfortunately um caught a lot of people's ears. Um during the new season, she claimed that uh, Nick Cannon is no longer liable for child support because he has so many children. She said to one of her castmates, the way it works is like after 10, the court can basically say he can't afford to pay child support or because he is who he is, they could say, we know you can afford X amount for each household. Now, um, her lawyer, of course, came out and said, Brie, you know better than this. Um, you know, this isn't true. You know that no matter, there's no cap on how many children you have, you are uh, liable and you must support them. Well, that's the caliber of women that will have children by him. That's what I wanted to ask you. What are your thoughts on this? And it's just give you like an inkling into... Not not too much, not too much pay, because we're exhausting this conversation. We already okay. know that, you know, with the exception of Mariah, who had his first children, mm -hmm. and maybe maybe the first one or two women after that, I don't know. But once you get to all these multiple women and kids and carrying on, what type of woman is having kids by Nick Cannon? Right. Okay, how brainy are they? How much interested are they in parenting, giving their kids a good life, quality of life, and having, a, you know, an involved parent? How interested are they in that? Anybody having babies, but I don't know what number she is, but whatever number, you know, like I said, after the first two or three, how many more? 
you know, and that's that's the mentality. The mentality is, you know, self-promotion and he does make enough money that you don't have to worry about financially. That you that's don't have true. to worry about that piece, you know, but if you wanted to have any kind of active involved father for the child, you it, it needs to be a stepfather because it's not going to be Nick Cannon. That's and true. We all know that, you know, we know he'll be working somewhere for the rest of his natural life. That is know? true. So, um, you know, nothing. That's all I have to say about her. That's all. Just nothing. Just, just no harm. But you, I mean, but it is what it is. And, you know, she could have been able to assess all that before she had a child by Nick Cannon. So it's, it's just that plain and simple. And, that you know, what is, and what is the mentality? You know, what is the mentality? Okay. You had a baby by him. So, it, you know, and that's purely a choice. Mm-hmm. That's purely a choice, you know, and, and they only very recently came up with all these different restrictions and so on and so forth. And, and even now it may be more difficult, you know, in, in terms of, you know, certain things. But she's overall, in California. So yeah. She's... So, but overall, well, I know that even if she wasn't, she has enough money to get what she wants from wherever, you know. So she, of her own volition, had a child and and she did it what she wanted to do so that's all i have to say about her so like too much time her and 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 all the rest of them after the first couple ones when it started to be number let's give them five okay let's give them five baby mamas after that what's number six seven eight whatever he's doing listen i I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sick of the the whole conversation. Um, I was just saying, you know, well, you brought it up, daughter. All right. I won't bring it up uh, unless something crazy goes down. Okay. Okay. Um, so my, I don't know if you heard about this, um, but there is a bipartisan political group called no labels and it is stepping up funding in an effort to you do a unity ticket in 2024 for the presidential race. And, a lot of people, including me, after hearing about this, I'm not sure how I feel. Uh, well, I know how I feel. So one of the people at the top of their list for potential candidate is Joe Manchin for a third party ticket. What are your thoughts on that? He is apparently right now, he's at the top of the list for them to unite no, behind. No. Joe Manchin, I know you're not talking about Senator Joe Manchin. There must be another one. No. No, there's another Joe Manchin, I know. Oh, come on. Come on. I'm Joe just telling you. Joe Manchin is Joe Manchin is a is a Republican. He's not even a centrist Democrat. He is he's, a, he's Republican. a Republican. He's a Republican in sheep's clothing. I don't want to please. Keep moving, daughter. Keep well, moving. I, I I am. I just thought that you you don't have anything else. To Keep say. moving. Did you tell me that this man? Did you tell me that this man is at the top of anybody's political ticket, and he's supposed to be the top of a unification party ticket? Unifying who? Who who unifying who? Oh, the alt right to the conservative right. Who's he unifying? Unifying who? Well, look, I don't, I don't know. It just to me, it's just ridiculous. Like it's, 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 to me, know. to me, those people are for Republicans. They're it's, not it's obvious. That's obvious. Otherwise, who whose ticket would Joe Manchin be on the top of? Right. Oh come on. Okay. 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 Um, I'm gonna go on. Over to Joe Manchin belongs over there with DeSantis, which is where he is. But okay, go ahead. 
Okay, I'm going to move on my uh, to Tiger Woods. So a Florida judge ruled late Wednesday that ex-girlfriend of Tiger Woods must abide by a non-disclosure agreement. She purportedly signed and resolved her lawsuits seeking millions from Tiger Woods through private arbitration behind closed doors. Now, uh, his ex-girlfriend was, I think her name is Erica Harmon, was saying that Woods had committed sexual harassment against her. And that's really the only way that the non-disclosure um, will be um, void, non-disclosure agreement. So right. my, any thoughts on this is with Tiger? I, you know, to me, Tiger deserves whatever he gets. He, he never, you know, he can't stay with anybody decent or nice. He's got, you know, anybody who at least has some kind of self-respect. You know, he's picking up this one and that one, and they're just trying to get money. That's all. It's just a simple thing. And they're just it's just somebody trying to get money. You know, yeah. you, you signed the NDA, so now you get what you can get behind closed doors. That's all. Right, right. She should, you know, as a as a woman, I don't, I just don't like it the way she has carried herself. You know, you know what you you were doing. Um, you didn't marry him. You know, right. you were dating. You know, right. and right. you know things happen. Marriages break up, so you know, uh, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend break up. So, um, you know, Tiger and Tiger, you need to do better with your, uh, like you always say by you with your quality of women. You need to That's do it. better. That's it. You need to step up his game. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. You know, you learn the hard way with your wife. So mm -hmm. now what you think you're doing, you, you know, Tiger, come on, man. Well, but his, but at least his, it, she was his wife. No, but I'm saying, you know, after that total terrible thing he went through with his wife, he should have yeah. learned right then. Yeah. After he had he got busted with a bunch of holes and everything <laughs> he had going on. Yeah. And, he, you know, he learned that with his wife. How many right. times? Keep learning the same lesson. All right, right. You know, so. Okay. Ahead, you know. All right. Okay, fine. And um, I had sent this to you. I sent you the video clip, um, unfortunately, that went viral of Shamar Moore when he made a surprise appearance at a comedian Matt Rife's comedy show. And um, a lot of people were not really happy with Shamar Moore. So he got up on the stage and he said, this young white boy who wants to say in, and he said the word, um, so bad, times, right? yes, because all his friends are black, but he can't say it because he'll get canceled. But when he comes to my house, I'll say, get it out your system, in, 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 in. The reason I'm here is because I've never met this man. I just watched him on YouTube and I was like, this MFR is funny and he's pretty. Pretty people aren't supposed to be funny. Right. I, I yeah, heard the whole thing. I didn't think Shamor Moore was funny. I didn't think I didn't agree with him. I didn't think he was funny. And that's just the person he is. You know, that's all. I didn't I, think he was funny. I didn't think the guy he was talking about was pretty. I didn't, I didn't see what that guy was looking at. I, I didn't see. I didn't see anything. He was just very average. average. Just an average guy. And whatever. The best looking thing up there was Shamar Moore. And he's foolish. And he needs to you be know. quiet. 
and he need to shed his mouth. Yeah, right. don't he talk to, to shed his mouth. Yeah, talk about his baby's mama and all. What was he saying? His girl? I guess he called his girlfriend. I don't know what he called. Her, I guess he called his girlfriend. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. I don't. I don't know what he was talking about. But ain't nobody trying to hear from you, Shamal. I, I see. I see. I'm biting my tongue because I'm not saying everything I think because it is not right. So I, say what you're gonna say. Nah, I'm not gonna say everything I'm thinking. Only thing I'm gonna say is that Shamal, people been looking at you all kind of ways for years. So people don't know where you coming from, okay? Okay. So that's all, right. all we're going to say. I got it. Okay. Right there. there you go. So okay. Sh- so Shamar. So, you know what? I'm going to tell you like LeBron had to tell his loving mother one time. Shamar, go sit your ass down. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Shamar, go sit your ass down. Leave the oh. joke to the comedians, okay? Because you're not funny, Shamar. Mm-mm. It's not really that much of a good of an actor either, but I'll leave that alone. Oh, oops. Okay. No, he does the best what he's working with. Okay. All right, Ma. Um, let's let's finally talk about Married at First Sight. And before you before we get into it, but I was so mad when I found out three more episodes and a cliffhanger. What? Are they not doing a reunion? show anymore i didn't didn't, you know what they said they're going to do follow up and let us know how everybody is doing all right now let's go with jasmine and aries jasmine and aries boy was i shocked when they didn't get married i mean when they got a divorce what about i say when they didn't get married i'm i'm thinking to put a ring on it boy was i shocked when they didn't decide to stay together weren't you stunned when they were getting a divorce no, done. No, I mean they had such a wonderful union. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing that made me mad about that whole thing was that Jasmine took so much abuse. Mm-hmm. Jasmine was so damn accommodating. I wanted to choke her. She had the patience of Job for somebody who was undeserving, and I did not like it. And they were never going to be together. He said it in the first place. I guess she finally got it through her head. And I'm glad she did say it before he said it. At -hmm. least that part was, you know, nice. But it didn't matter. He wasn't phased by it because he had been saying it all along. Mm -hmm. He had been saying it so much. I really believe somebody from the production or one of the you know, experts, you know, took him aside and said, stop saying that shit on the show. Right. Stop, you know, coming on the show saying every week that you just don't find her attractive. Uh, You know, you're not attracted to her or whatever uh, Aris kept saying every week. Mm Because he said that for the first how many episodes? He kept saying it. Right. Finally, he didn't say it anymore. And then he just started making up uh, reasons to drag it out, you Mm -hmm. know. When they would ask him to say something good about it, he'd say, oh, she's calm or, oh, she speaks up more. I mean, he he just was, you know, straining. You know, you could see the smoke coming out of his head when they asked him what he found uh, good about her or why he, you know, with some virtues of hers. You know, he just would make up all kind of silly nonsense, basically. Mm-hmm. I thought. I thought he was disingenuous all the way through uh, after he stopped saying how he was not attracted to her and i agree with you daughter i didn't understand why you know i didn't see what it was why they didn't have sex right that's what i didn't get that isn't it odd i'm from from the streets okay so 
Right. Wouldn't he have had sex with her? Like, he, I mean, maybe this I'm is maybe this is sexist, or you know, but most men, it doesn't take much. It's inconsistent. It's inconsistent that he would not have had sex with her. Right. They did sleep in the same bed, mm-hmm. and and Jasmine was very physically attractive. Right. Know. She's not, you know, a repulsive woman. She's in, you know, no. good shape, and you know, has a you know. few things, and and you I, know. I don't get it. But I mean, you know, I I don't either. To me, I didn't get it at all. But he made it clear that he was not attracted to her for whatever reason. And he never deviated from that. And she's much more attractive than him. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, please. To most people. She never, I mean, he never deviated from that. From the very beginning, he said that. And he maintained that, you know, through his behavior. You know, he softened his language a little bit. in, in, In that he... Stop saying that, you know, he stopped just humiliating and insulting her. You know, he stopped doing that about maybe halfway through something like that, you know, but, um, but there was never anything else. There was never anything else, you know, and, um, he said it from the, from the, uh, from the very beginning and he maintained that same attitude all the way through, you know, and I think he just wanted to stay on the show and not just for, you know, see it out for the eight weeks and just not be considered just a total heel, you know. And Jasmine accepted it all and that was it. And she said she was going to stay with it and she did. And she was a nice lady in the end, but she said she wanted a divorce. And to me, she did not. To me, she she did maybe want a divorce because she felt she had no other choice. But I think if she would have had been able to to, you know, affect the change, I think she would have wanted him to change because I think she really wanted him and wanted him to want her, but it didn't go down that way. Okay. I know I'm talking a lot, but, but I'm glad that she had the the emotional wherewithal to say, let's, let's get a divorce. You know, it's just not happening. Let's get a divorce. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought of they were going to get a divorce. Um, and I agree with you. Um, I'll move on. Clinton, Gina, well, we knew this was coming. We knew that they were not going to be together. And I'm glad that Clint, I think, went first and was able to, you know, say his piece. And we see on some cl- upcoming clips, Ma, that it looks like he's kissing uh, Dominique. Well, you know, sometimes they show all kinds of things just to yeah. mislead us. But I will say this, uh, you know, everything is your attitude. The attitude that he has he's, he, about life, it seems to be pretty good. I don't think he's a moper. I don't think he's going to sit around and mope over Gina. Mm-mm. You know, what, whatever his level of attraction was toward her, I think he'll get over it pretty easily. I don't think he's like devastated. I do not. I think he's just a nice and easygoing guy. And maybe he did or didn't like her in the beginning, but I think he'll be good. I think and, he'll be fine. And Gina's supposed to be going out with um, Gina with uh, McKinley. Uh, remember that? Yeah, but Gina, unfortunately, I see something different for Gina. I think Gina is going to get what she deserves because I think Gina is too much in her head. I think Gina got mad at the show because I've never seen the camera do this before. They did do something to Gina that I haven't seen, and I've been watching this pretty much all the way through. You know, I've never seen them do a close-up on some somebody's cellulite. They went right to the cellulite on her upper thighs and they can find that on anybody, even some oh, men. Of course. You know, they can find cellulite on a man. They don't even have to go in for a woman, you know. 
and they went right. They all have cellulite. That's what I'm talking about. Did you ever see them go in on anybody's cellulite like that? They did. No, that wasn't nice. They did a close up on her cellulite. And I bet you, I mean, I'm not the only one that's seen it. You know, millions of people saw it, you know. And I think she got mad at the show. And I think she, you know, I think she, you know, never did get over it. You know what I mean? I think she just sort of superimposed that on to Clint mm-hmm. and his words about he's like a slim athletic woman or whatever he said. And I think she never got over it. And I think that was it. I think that was curtains for the relationship with him. But see, I say all that to say, I think Gina is too much in her head. And I think that's going to hurt her because she should have got over it and laughed about it, you know, and, and said, yeah, well, I'm in the gym. I'm going to tighten up these little bubbles or rumples. You know, she could have took it a totally different oh, way. Oh, don't say that. Ma, she didn't well, have right. to tighten well, up anything. Well, well, well no, but I'm saying. Her body is fine. I'm just, hey, I'm just saying she, well, you saying it's so fine, but I'm telling you, I don't think she got over it. No, if, she didn't get well, over it. Well, because well that's what I'm subject. saying. It's so fine. I'm saying she should have found a way to rationalize it so that she did. She did not find a way to get over it. And she should have just ignored him. If you know, well, it wasn't just ignoring him. It was that it was also on TV. It mm-hmm. wasn't just about ignoring him. And I'm saying I don't think she found. But she was. But she also was offensive to him, referring to his red hair. Well, so yeah, that's well, how yeah. it started. Actually, well, well, absolutely. But you know, but whatever she said about his red hair, it was nowhere near as offensive as somebody zeroing in on chunks of fat on her thighs. All right, my. Let's move on on uh, Nicole and and Chris. I, I'm glad that Nicole did not scare Chris away. I'm glad that however he feels about her, it overcame his, you know, his tendency to want to run or, you know, just not commit. And any any misgivings he was having, he seemed to just be able to confront them and say he wants to stay with Nicole, at least for the time being, you know. So, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I'm glad they stayed together. I'm glad they stayed together. I'm glad that, you know, yeah, like you said, that she didn't chase up away with some of her foolishness. But, yeah. you know, I'm still looking at them sideways, but um, out of because all that whole, couples, Because of that whole apartment thing, that living together thing, that's huge. But That's a big one. But right. out of all of the couples, I had the most faith in them. I don't have faith in any of the other couples. Um, I which, didn't either. Which brings us to Shaq and Kirsten. Kirsten, uh-huh. lady... I don't know why you said you want to stay married to him. I did not care for Kirsten in the beginning, you know, the way she came across. But I grew to like her, you know, a little bit more as the the season progressed. As as you grew to like him less. Yes. Shaq has turned into someone who is very, um, wants to be controlling, domineering, um, is selfish, you know, oh, my school, or oh, you know, you don't support me. Man, that's you in school. She's not the one in school. That's for you to handle. When you graduate, then she can come support you. You know, if you have some type of special award that you're getting, she can be there to support you through you not uh, through you failing or whatever it is that you're supposed to do, what's she going to do with step? Oh, honey, I know you can do better. Study harder. You know, I'm, I'm here. What's she supposed to do? 
Why is she supposed to go to everything that you do? And she has her life. She has her career. I, I don't like that. I don't respect it. I didn't like when he says something to her. I, I caught this when she, he says something to her about her eating, you know, telling her to stop eating or stop chewing. or So I don't know what it was he said. I didn't like that. That to me was too much. They've had sex. It has not made things better. It has not made them closer. That's not a good sign. She didn't just jump up with him and have sex with him on the first or second date. Correct. She took some time to get to know him. And the way he's reacting is not good. I don't like it. I don't know what that means. He's complaining a lot. He seems maybe dissatisfied. Yeah. The father, the father didn't want to be on camera. He didn't respect him. I don't blame the the father. I mean, he has the right to, to, you know, to, you know, choose not to be on camera. I blame Shaq for, for the way he's acting. I, I just I don't I don't like it. I don't. I, what do you I mean you blame Shaq? You you blame Shaq because the father's decision? No, I blame oh. Shaq for oh. not his being, behavior for, for his behavior for keep oh, bringing it up. He knows now why he didn't meet the father right away. I just you know you I know uh, well you know he did eventually meet the father and everything went well. I did. I got that. But he said, "Oh, if, if I would have did this a while ago, blah 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 blah." Why are you complaining? Why are you talking about what you did? Why don't you move forward? Why don't you think about what you did do and what you want to do in the future? Right. I don't, a person, person girl, uh -uh. Uh uh-uh. A person has uh -uh. a romanticized vision of everything. She has a romanticized vision of her father. Mm -hmm. Although I think he may be a good guy. I think he's a decent man. Uh, I don't think he's quite, I think she has him a bit on a pedestal. I think she has an unrealistic view of of who he is and and how her childhood was with him. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think that, and I almost know that. You know, uh, and I think she has a romanticized vision of what she wants her husband to be. If he isn't that physically, she has in mind what she wants him to be in terms of what he can do for her materialistically. Uh, so, and the lifestyle that he can provide for her, I think it's all blown way out of proportion in Kirsten's head. And I think that's what's happening. So we shall see. So we'll see what they say because they have three yeah. more episodes and it was a cliffhanger, um, on them. And I'm hoping, I hope that Shaq says no, not because I want that for her to be embarrassed or feel bad, but I don't think she's going to be happy with Shaq. Cause I don't think that Shaq is as good of a person as we initially thought he was. Um, and I don't, I just don't I think never, that there- I never did think he was good as he was pretending to be. I thought you did, Ma. I thought that from the beginning, you liked Shaq. That's what I- No, I, I did, I did like her. him. I liked him versus her because okay. she was nasty saying she wouldn't even kiss him. Remember mm-hmm. that? Well, she's done more than that. Yeah, well now, but in the beginning, in the beginning, it was like, oh, wow, she's just really repulsed by him. You know, in the beginning, it was like she was real nasty toward him. Don't forget that. In the know. beginning. So, but things have changed. Mm-hmm. Things have done a 180. You know, it's very different now. You know, but I never did think that he was the type that would, you know, just so easily accept being treated like that. And, you know, I thought he had a, a different agenda for that behavior. I never thought he was genuinely that good. And I shared that with you. I, I, I never thought that, you know, it just didn't, it just didn't seem to fit in with everything else about him. 
you know, so, you know, the, the his position in life, his attitude toward life and everything, he just didn't seem to be a person who would easily accept being treated the way Kirsten was treating him for the first few episodes. You know, his okay. she can't stand his bald head, don't kiss me yet, and all that. And she was like, uh, you know, backing away from him, you know, and then all of a sudden things changed. Okay. So we shall okay. see. So we'll, we'll see. Um, okay. So a couple announcements. So obviously we'll let you know about Married at First Sight next week. Um, also next week, um, you know, it is our two year anniversary, which is on May 23rd of doing the Bambushi Happy Hour. Woo, 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 woo. And we also um, don't forget about our Bambushi Happy Hour book club. Um, and so remembering that the book of the month for May is Mika in Real Life um, in honor of AAPI month. Um, so we will discuss that actually on the 31st, the last day of the month. And Ma, I need you to tell me three things that made you smile. I'm going to tell you four. Uh -oh. The sun, the stars, the moon, and the wonderful time in Hawaii. Uh, that's it. Okay. Number five and six. I have a whole lot more guys, but that's it. But okay. that, and, and just a wonderful memory of all the wonderful things in Hawaii. Okay. Um, number one, um, Brittany Griner, um, returned to play for the, uh, Phoenix Mercury last yes, night. We talked about that. Oh, congratulations to her. Yeah. Congratulations to her. They did not, they did not win, but she scored 18 points. All right. Okay. Um, uh, Harrison Ford, two Harrison Ford tearing up at the premiere of his final Indiana Jones movie, Indiana Jones, and I think it's the something of destiny. Okay, the Dial of Destiny. I think that's what it is. Um, but okay. you know, I, I like Harrison Ford, so you oh, know, I, I do too. Him. I and, do too. And finally, I'm loving the the NBA conference finals that are going on uh, between the Lakers and Denver. And then we have the Heat in Boston. That's always exciting. So we will see who will make the actual NBA Finals. Okay. Now, Ma, before we go, is there anything that you want to say? The two things I always say, stay safe and stay woke. Okay. So everyone, um, thanks for listening to the Bambushi Happy Hour. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Bambushi Happy Hour and also All Things Peju. Um, guys, subscribe to our YouTube channel, All Things Peju, uh, which is home with the Bambushi Happy Hour. And also, guys, send us your emails if you want to send us any DMs. You know where to find us. Um, our email is info at bambushihappyhour.com. We appreciate you. We read all the comments. Keep them coming. Like Ma said, be safe. And we will talk to you soon, guys. Bye. Bye.